Live Smackdown Podcast from the Shadows. It's Blake doing the thing. WWE. What's good, y'all? Smackdown Live was last night. A lot of fun. Big E returned for a little while. Beat up by Kevin Owens. Kofi and Sami Zayn had a one-on-one match, but we let into it. By way of the opening segment, make my quick joke. Just because, you know, Bailey's listening. Shouts to Bailey on SmackDown Live Women's Champion. No more hugging. More aggressive. More assertion. Ain't no games. No more niceness. You know what I mean? So, uh, shouts to the drapery. They were going to, you know, Woods and uh, Kofi were. Getting ready to introduce Big E. Went to the back, brought out some dude underneath uh, black drapery. Seemed like a shadow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being silly. I don't know. But all in all, it was uh, not Big E. It was some literal uh, great value version of Big E, which uh, pretty sure made a lot of people chuckle. But. Uh, you know, when Big E did finally come out, it was great to see him. Everybody was happy to see him. I was, I, you know, I'm always happy to see Squad, you know, come through. Hope his, uh, his I mean, surgery clearly went well, but he's still uh, a little injured, so he's still healing, I think is the best way to say it. And, um, you know, we'll get, we just can't wait to see him back on TV for real, for him back in the ring doing his thing. You know, hopefully it's with the new day because I'm one of the guys you know, that do not want to see these guys break up. You know, I, would, I don't want to, you know, I, I just don't want to see it happen. They're a long-standing tag team, a great merch machine. You know, they have that. It's just the bond that the entire WWE universe has been able to get behind and stick with for the longest now. So, uh, you know, you bring them out there all in the ring, and here comes Sami Zayn out to ruin the celebration with all the gifts and the presents in the ring. And KO was with him. KO was mad, just angry. They all have their talks. Sami Zayn and Ke- I mean, Sami Zayn and Kofi gonna uh, have their match later on, and Sami has a reason to want to try to beat Kofi up now. So, get into that. KO, great stuff. He was so mad that he just left. You know, he just left. Sami Zayn mad that he didn't get the same type of uh, reception as. You know, the New Day coming back. I've never really been the hugest fan of Sami Zayn, per se. I don't have an issue with him. But the way he's, uh, you know, been scripted, it's like, eh. Like, if you're going to, you know, clap on critics, then you got to continue to have the argument. And it seems like Sami Zayn uh, definitely pissed off aspects of the WWE Universe that he didn't even know existed. And uh, because, well, we don't, we know it wasn't Braun Strowman that strung him up at Money in the Bank on Sunday. So it's somebody that he did not rub the right way. Either way, we see he's okay, hoping it remains that way. And clearly, if, you know, him and Kofi are getting into a match, that we might be moving forward from the whole Braun Strowman angle in general. So, all in all, a good opening segment. Good stuff. I'm not mad at it at all. It's great to see Biggie back on TV. KO knocked it out the park. Sami Zayn, two microphones, and, you know, just the small pieces of improv say, you know, truly speak to just how good one is because it doesn't look like they would add those things in, even though I wouldn't really put it too far past Mr. McMahon, you know, with 
uh, <laughs> his jokes at times. But um, like I said, all in all, it's a really, really good opening segment. I would like to see the show flow more because people are starting to talk about the things just being formulaic. Like, uh, we're going from one segment and now we're into the next segment. And it's like, well, if we're hearing complaints like that, then maybe things could flow a little better. But at the same time, a lot of fans in the WWE universe, I recognize, don't really... Uh, they don't seem to know what they want because they would have complained about it in a different fashion had they gotten exactly what they asked for without asking for it, if you know what I mean. But let's get on into the next segment. All right. Ali and Andrade went at it next. Yeah, I know. I like both of these guys. Andrade is the future of Latin America. His future face, FS1, or now not, not really Fox Sports 1 or whatever. I don't really understand how to, I don't know. Whatever. Let's talk about it for real. Andrade is next. No questions asked. Had a good, good match with Ali. You know, Ali has that real underdog feel. The heart of 205 Live. You know, trying to be the heart of SmackDown Live. Got beat up a lot. Recognized what it's like in the land with the, you know, with the bigger boys. So, I mean, good stuff from him. One of the greatest moments in ring psychology I've seen. Uh, thus far or this week It will be a definite top 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 five moment You know just with getting back in the ring Before the 10 count I think it was Ali that pulled it before Maybe it was Buddy Murphy But just with how long it took To get to the 10 count And I mean literally 9 and 7 eighths, 9 and 3 quarters However one wants to try to count that out But Ali was able to get back into the ring and looked really good doing it. And I think that was where he picked up the roll-up on Andrade. But take nothing away from either one of these guys, you know. It felt like you didn't want him to have either one of them lose. And one thing I will definitely throw out the outside of the fact that they had a great match, they can move faster than that. And that's not a critique. That's not a suggestion. That's me knowing that they can move faster, but they've been putting their bodies through a lot just you know coming off of the heels of the uk tour so all in all they had a very good match they both represented themselves very very well i enjoyed watching and um i can't wait to see how they're able to keep up with each other when they're both at 100 percent. i know andrade is gonna have a intercontinental championship bout against finn balor at, or excuse me the demon finn balor at saudi mania uh, what is it? Sands of Time. Everyone has different names for this, but um, yeah, it's it sounds like it's gonna well, it sounds like it's gonna be great, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great. So, uh, shouts to Andrade and shouts to Finn uh, coming up for that match, and shouts to Ali because uh, I actually thought Ali was gonna be scripted for a certain promo that we did get to see later on in the evening. All right, Carmella and. Mandy Rose have a one-on-one -on -one match scheduled, and uh, what is it? Part of me, yeah. Carmella and Mandy Rose have a match scheduled, and it was uh, interrupted by our truths uh, 24/7 championship. Uh, you know, with the chase, everybody wants a piece of that title. Everybody wants a. Uh, a shot at making themselves look good for further uh, or future opportunities and such. So, you know, backstage locker room, come running out, chasing truth all over the stadium. Um, 
our truth is in a blonde wig. Carmella says she's going to help him out. It's uh, it's funny the way you know they just play off of each other. It's almost like it's almost in the same fashion that Byron Saxton and Corey Graves play off of each other on commentary at times. It's like a real yin and yang idea. But um, it it, it made me chuckle once I was uh really able to catch on to how uh how intricately put together that entire sequence was with the chase all the way from the hilarious makeover but um it was it was good stuff the b team tried to jump in backstage and they couldn't figure out who pardon me with the nasties on the road anyway they couldn't figure out who was going to pick up the pinfall victory over R-Truth to become the new 24-7 champion, so all in all, uh, R-Truth is still your champ. Jinder Mahal tried to get him some with a quick roll-up out of nowhere, and that didn't that didn't work out for him too well, but um, man, it's, it's um, the 24-7 championship is looking like it could really, really take uh, the the brands somewhere, you know, because, you know, again, all four, all four brands NXT 205 Smackdown Raw you know anybody could anybody could try to state they claim at it so we'll find out who is going to be in coming weeks some people talking about it's going to be Carmella going to be the next one I think it may be a little too soon for the intergenders but when they do get into it we know that Sonya Deville let's go baby is uh also trying to stake her claim toward the championship not mad at that at all um it's uh great great ideas and great moments because Sonya Deville and uh who was Zelina Vega at the kickoff show for Money in the Bank had a very very good reality TV argument just you know looking looking real good and setting up something for the future you know like might might have something special there we'd have to wait and see and see more from uh Zelina and Ring and definitely Sonya Deville, but I think right now Sonya's patiently waiting her turn and Zelina is just chilling in the wings with Andrade with the microphone in hand. So um Yeah, I uh I enjoyed the little segment. Very fun stuff. And um yeah, we'll we'll see how this 24-7 championship continues to evolve throughout the weeks. Alright, Kofi and Sammy finally going at it. Um, it was a good, good match. You know, it was exactly what was expected from both of them. You know, Sami Zayn is no slouch in the ring. We all know that he's definitely one of the best doing it. So, uh, to go up against, uh, the WWE champion and Kofi Kingston, non-title, but it's still like, you know, opportunity to show your skills. Sammy, uh, you know, did his thing for the for the most part. Kofi was able to pick up the victory with the uh, Trouble in Paradise. That kick is getting better, and Sammy sold it beautifully. So uh, I liked it. I'm, I'm, you know, happy that Kofi won, of course. And I'm, I'm glad that Sammy didn't, you know, necessarily look bad throughout the match. You know, he was going for the, I believe, the Blue Thunder Bomb, and Kofi was able to backflip out of it. That was a good little reversal. I like to see, uh, I like when Sammy does it. If I had a finish and move playing in the NBA 2K, excuse me, in the WWE 2K series, then it would definitely be uh, me doing the Blue Thunder Bomb. Like, I really enjoy that. So, very, very good stuff. And, um, 
trying to think about what could be, uh, what else could have been. It might have been something else that, I, that happened in that match. Uh, but looking at Dolph Ziggler coming out and attacking Kofi from behind, complete beat down. It's, it's just brutal. Uh, I mean, all in all, good stuff, good television. And uh, Dolph went out, went on, you know, later on that night to speak on how he literally was supposed to be slotted for that. He should have gotten the opportunity that Kofi got because had he been given that opportunity, then he would have knocked it out of the park in the same way that Kofi did. And, you know, it was a different angle. It was a different way to go about having the story with a genuine gripe, you know, Ziggy close to tears and knowing that he could have been that guy, but he wasn't selected, you know, to be in that position. Kofi was, and Kofi was the one that nobody expected to win. We all know that Ziggy is a Hall of Famer. He's going above and beyond, you know, just showing his capability, stealing the show in general. You know, like he's been that guy for years, and I don't think he. Well, the chip on his shoulder is he just hasn't gotten it the way he wants it, or he hasn't gotten back there again since he's been there last time, I guess. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of sympathy to Kofi had to get taken out on a stretcher, so it's sympathy on his side also. It's uh, you know, it, it was all right. Up now, I think we might have another nasty on the road. Anyway, so yeah, I thought Ali was actually gonna be the one to uh, get that promo. I thought it was uh, pretty crazy that they chose Ziggy for it because he's a great pick for it. Also, you know, Ali was technically supposed to be the one slotted for that, but got injured. So to have Kofi. Uh, get picked instead of Ziggy. I mean, Ziggy wasn't around for it, you know, so he didn't get the call. But either way, uh, leading into Super Showdown, all jokes aside now, it's uh, going to be Kofi versus Dolph. Kofi backstage wasn't really feeling anything. He uh, seemed to be a little upset about the situation because, of, you know, I guess they were close. Well, we'll find out more next week. But, uh, yeah, that was something else, truly. So, it was, um, it was a good match and a good story that we have started off. So, we're going to see how, uh, how Dolph Ziggler is uh, able to maintain this throughout the weeks and see if Kofi can continue this little, this little streak he's on with, uh, winning matches and being a strong WWE champion. Becky Lynch and Bailey taking on the McMahon twins, Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair. I'm I'm I liked it, man. I'm I'm still watching Becky's progression and growth. Some of her leaps with some of those attacks good. Some of them were eh. And we've all been there with just you know, wanting to sharpen our skills and such like that. So it was good stuff. Didn't really get to see uh, too much 
long-standing action from Becky or uh, Lacey. Uh, pardon me, from Charlotte or Lacey. It felt like it was fresh tags a lot and a lot of beat down on Bailey. Ultimately, Bailey was able to uh, pick up the victory over Charlotte. And her and Becky are having a, you know, it's... It's a rivalry that's growing and brooding, if you will. I'm, I'm eh, on it. You know, we need to see Bailey get aggressive and not be sugar Becky. Don't even be nice to her. Don't even be nice to her, Bailey. Don't. Well, you may. I, I'm gonna take that from you, and I'll be Bailey too, about Hey, man. Look, get, get this, get this, this, this sweet vanilla coffee out of here right now. We don't need that. We don't need that. We need to see. We need to see somebody match Becky. Becky's a badass on Twitter. Becky is badass on the microphone. You know what I mean? When she want to be. So if we're going to have something like that happen, just to put the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships back on the map and, you know, have whoever wants to contend for it really say, all right, I'm going to have to bring my A game to this one. Yeah, we need the two champions to be a little more aggressive toward each other if it's going to be like that. Just... From, from the women's division, I guess. I could be, you know, and, and that's one of those throw them in the suggestion boxes. It could be taken out and torn up. Like, I'm not uh, really stressing it too, too much. But all in all, I did enjoy the match. I'm happy that uh, Lacey Evans is being featured the way she's being featured. Her and Charlotte look great. I'm hearing some rumblings about everybody wanting to see those two as the women's tag team champions. I don't want to say like a modern day Glamazons. But they, or Divas, Divas of Doom, but I mean, geez, the Vince McMahon twins, the, with the blonde and the strength and the athleticism, and man, we could, things could go some, they could go places. People are still mad at the Iconics, and I'm like, well, I think personally the Iconics are doing kind of all right. If y'all looking for in-ring capability, then just wait around and be patient, you know, keep on complaining, let's say it like that. But it was, I think they're still doing good on the microphone and in their, uh, you know, ways that they're going about it. So it's all coming together well. But uh, let's uh, get on into the next segment. All right. And our main event of the evening. Roman Reigns takes on Elias. Elias takes on Roman Reigns, really. Roman got the momentum after that big win that he got on Sunday at Money in the Bank. Uh, Elias very upset at toward, well, toward the top of the show uh, with himself apologizing to Shane, letting him know that he could do better. He was just a little sidetracked, put all his energy in the performance, and you know, it got got taken out quick. Whatever, it was all right. Shane said that he'll be in his corner at Super Showdown, and that's cool. Hey, that's that's fine. Had Elias up on one of the uh production trucks, hilarious stuff, man. Oh, it was just, just a good spot. It just he's a drifter. How did he get up there? It doesn't matter. He's the drifter. He does what he wants. So shouts to Elias with that. Like how did he get up there? He walked. What do you think? But it, it, I liked it. Match was cool. A little bit uh, fairer, if you will, from you know earlier. Well, at Money in the Bank, how it happened so fast or whatever. But Shano got in, interfered a lot. You know Roman was able to pick up the victory over Elias, but. This eventually brings out Drew McIntyre, the bodyguard, the hired hit, the gun. And uh, hit Rome with a claymore, so now he's standing tall at the end of the show with Shane O'Mac. Hey, I'm not mad at all. That was SmackDown Live. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good stuff. 
I uh, it flowed by this week most definitely. Like by the time I looked at the clock, it was 9:30. There was no Fire Five Funhouse segment, uh, which was okay in the interest of time. I think like just with uh, you know with all of the other superstars and leading into uh, Super Showdown, you know it's uh, it, it was fine, you know, and it's only one segment per week, and then it kind of solidifies the the brand split still with you know Bray Wyatt, I guess being on the Raw brand. You know, so hey, I mean, we'll see if anything changes next week. But for right now, the brand split stands strong. I'm not giving up on the brand split until we say, all right, we officially meshing all of the shows back together. But right now, I like how we have the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. That's fine. Just with me, though. It could change at any moment, and that's cool, too. Uh, But, yep, that's SmackDown Live. I think we're getting the 205 Live a little later or possibly tomorrow. See how I feel about it. I want to try to do it right now. But it's very clear that we're having, uh, you know, background noise interference. But, um, who, well, yeah, I'm going to think uh, the Lucha House Party is still injured by Lars Sullivan. So they didn't get to uh, take on the Bollywood Boys, but the Bollywood, well, the Singh Brothers. But they did get to take on uh, Alberto Carrillo and Gentleman Jack Gallagher, which was a really good match. With Gentleman Jack and Alberto picked up the victory. Alberto was a little, little far out on his uh, finishing maneuver with flipping over the rope, but it was still good stuff. And then we had the Fatal Five Way with Akira Tozawa, Mike Kanellis, Lee Brian Kendrick, Oni Lorkin. And one other character that slips my mind just in the moment, and I'm very upset about it, but it was a very, very good match, a match where anything could happen, and ultimately, Akira Tozawa was able to pick up the victory. Oh, Aria Davari, pardon me. Tozawa was able to pick up the victory on Davari. He was trying hard the entire time to... Uh, you know, get his offense off against him. And when he was finally able to hit the senton, it took a little bit more, but he did pick up the victory. Everybody in the match went at it. It was a fairly hard-hitting affair. It means five people, so it wasn't going to be like a... It's not the same as a one-on-one match, but it was good stuff. Oni Lorcan was in his hometown, got a great ovation from the people. It was really good stuff. Uh, Davari looked good. Everybody looked good. Mike Canellis almost picked it up with, by way of uh, his wife, Maria Canellis, the first lady at 205 Live, but couldn't couldn't get that job done. But ultimately, like I said, it was a good, good Tuesday night in sports entertainment. I had a good time. I'm pretty sure y'all had a good time. So uh, can't wait for next week. And make sure y'all tune in to 205 Live. Y'all might even see the 24-7 championship. Who knows? We'll see how it all plays out. Didn't get to see it last night on 205, but they made reference to it on commentary, which is fine. But, um, yeah, shout out to everybody that gives you the pod, what brings you the podcast each week or aiding in it. And um, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. So, all of that said, peace out and one love.